What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Wrestling Inc. Welcome back. It is me, your managing editor, Nick Hausman, and joined as I am here every Thursday on the Winkly by my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the Winkly. Another Thursday, Nick. Another Thursday. Not just any Thursday, Justin. Today is a very special Thursday. I hope you are listening to the Winkly with the ones you love because it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Justin, are you... Do anything special for your wife tonight? Uh, I sent her roses, which I don't think I've got to her, and we're actually just kind of coincidence. We're actually going to a very fun event this evening with the uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and um, um, among other people in Pittsburgh. It's a fun um, evening at the arena, dinner and, and such. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a good day. Are you like a forty under forty type deal in Pittsburgh now? Do you get to go just like hobnob <laughs> with the other influential Pittsburghians? Well, that's what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm doing tonight. Okay. But I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the least influential, I think. I don't know. All right. Well, you want to know how I'm spending my Valentine's Day? How's that? We're going to go axe throwing. <laughs> While you make more beer, correct? Well, the beer's got another week. Actually, as of Saturday, we're nine days away from getting to drink it. It's bottled. It's bottled. You know, I'll get to drink it here pretty soon. But tonight is actually nine, yeah. nine days. That means in two weeks when we're doing the Winkley, you're going to be uh, sauced up. Dude, my, it's, it's the, the champ is beer, double IPA. Once you've had a few, you can't see me. That's the beer. That's the, the name and the slogan I've got for the beer. I'm very proud of that, Justin. Speaking of you can't see me, did you see this news I just saw it about John Cena? Dude, I was going to wait, but I, I have seen it. Uh, you want to you wanna start the show? I mean, I've got plugs here. We get to them in just a second, but this tickles me as well. You want to break the news? From Jeff Foxworthy to John Cena. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> That's right. Variety has uh, confirmed here that John Cena is going to be hosting a revival of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Uh, it's going to be on Nickelodeon this time. And uh, let's see, I don't know that they have a start date here. But yeah, John Cena picking up the mantle from yours and I's favorite childhood comedian, Jeff Foxworthy. John Cena is really kind of the perfect choice. If, you, you know, if, you, if you're sitting around in the boardroom and you're like, all right, well, we're going to bring this back. Who's 
popular today and amongst pop culture that'll give us both credibility and attention and also kind of like works well with kids like that. I mean, John Cena really is kind of top of the list there. So uh, smart move by the producers. You might be a pro wrestler if you think work is lying to your coworkers. <laughs> That's not bad for on the cuff, unless you've used that before. I, I haven't. I just thought of that. <laughs> You might be a pro wrestler if you shine up by your shoes by talking about how nice they are. <laughs> you might be a pro wrestler if you think getting juice is having skull tobacco in your lips. All right, I've I've enjoyed this so much. We're gonna put a pin in this, but I'm gonna accuse it. I'm gonna encourage everyone to go on Twitter, use the hashtag. You might be a pro wrestler if, and uh, on t- on Tuesday. I will go find my favorite responses to that to that hashtag, and we'll read them here on the show. That sounds like a fun idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, you might be a pro wrestler if you got dip in your lip, and that's getting juice. There it is. That's better better wording of it. That's okay, good. Go ahead. Uh, well, talking about pro wrestlers here, we got a big interview uh, here for Thursday. I teased it all week. Uh, today, uh, we are going to be hearing from the first producer for AEW. It is the badass Billy Gunn. Uh, cannot wait to drop that one on you guys here today. He talks, of course, all about AEW. He's got a big party, WrestleMania weekend. We talk about uh, the kind of interesting paths that him and his uh, former New Age Outlaws partner, Road Dog have taken. I mean, it's kind of weird to think that the New Age Outlaws have splintered off to become the top producers for the two top companies. That's, that's very interesting to me, you know? Um, yeah, and it, it kind of continues, too, like the generation of, like... Um you know, the generational thing of like the click, how long they, you know, even though the outlaws aren't the traditional first members of the click, when you think about what the click actually was. Right. But when you start to branch it out to the NWO and DX world, like that world, it's amazing how much control they've had of pro wrestling. I mean, obviously, you know, Sean and triple H in a backstage sense in late nineties, WWF, and then Hall and Nash over WCW in a backstage sense. And then, you know, Nash becoming a booker. And then, Triple H marrying into the McMahon family. And then now we've graduated to where you know, Triple H, obviously, you know, essentially next in line behind Vince. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels helping him shape the future with NXT. Road Dog is a key writer. Now Billy Gunn's over, you know, producing the next round of competition, the new WCW. Some people are like, it, it, it is insane when you think about the core of like, of like six or eight guys that were closely connected in the late 90s, all except for maybe Triple H, all admittedly with their own personal problems at one point or another where you might have said, there's no way they're ever going to be an executive. They're never going to be a suit. And then, oh, by the way, here we are. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get to... Uh, I put I put Billy on the spot with a couple of things, but I didn't put him on the spot about his release from WWE, maybe in a future interview, because I don't know how tight he is still with WWE. I mean, he got released under some... You know, if you, if you remember back, for those that are listening and don't know, Billy was released like two or three years ago for testing positive for steroids in a bodybuilding contest it wasn't even wwe related very odd circumstances that he got released under yeah power powerlifting i think it was powerlifting that's what it was uh, but anyway great interview i know you guys are going to love it uh great way to end the week and of course uh, earlier this week we already had uh rvd on the tuesday show davy boy smith jr was on wednesday go back and listen to both of them i've just had a great week for guests and uh we got a lot more uh, coming next week as well um this sunday is the Elimination Chamber uh, at the end of the show after the Billy Gunn interview. Justin and I will come back for a couple minutes to do our predictions for the Elimination Chamber. Um, and, of course, if you're going to be in the Houston area this Sunday, 
I want you to know to go to the St. Arnold's Brewery. Our good friends at the Two-Face Podcast, Kelsey and Paul, are going to be hosting a pre-WWE Elimination Chamber meetup. Again, it's at the St. Arnold's Brewery. It starts at 2.30. Podcast goes live at 3. There's going to be games, prizes, more. Go check it out. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Drinking beer, talking wrestling, my two favorite things. And on top of that, and I feel bad I didn't promote this more because I, I, for the for the some reason in the back of my head this was next weekend, but this weekend, actually starting tomorrow, tomorrow through Sunday, our own Joey G, who was out at the AEW Vegas uh, rally, doing all that coverage for us, he's heading back to Vegas this weekend. He's going to be covering all three days of the Impact TV tapings and VIP events. So if you want to follow all of Joey G's adventures this weekend, follow us on social media. We will have all the results for Impact uh, and their TV tapings up on the site as they happen. So uh, definitely time to watch for that. But the most exciting thing for me that Joey's going to be doing as part of the VIP events this weekend is he's going to get to go bowling on, I believe it's Sunday afternoon, with LAX and the Lucha Brothers. And that just sounds ridiculous. So um, be sure to follow. Well, he's going to bowl with Pentagon? He's got, Pentagon is apparently the defending Impact Wrestling bowling champion, believe it or not. I guess they've done this before. So, yeah, he's going to be bowling with Pinta, Phoenix, Conan, Santana, and Ortiz. Man, I would uh, make sure you show some lane courtesy if you're bowling next to Pentagon. Don't go, don't go, don't, don't approach the lane unless uh, he's, you know, he's, you know, taking a rest. I, I used to be a big bowler. That's a, that's a real thing. You got to have lane courtesy. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm fully aware. I mean, I'm from Texas where bowling was like a P, uh, athletic thing we had to do in high school. They'd take us all to the bowling alley. I guess that's athletics in Texas, bowling. Anyway. Uh, well, if you, if you can drink beer during it, it's, it's good enough for a sport in Texas. That's true. Um, uh, not that we were drinking beer, obviously, in high school, but he makes a valid point. Um, all right. Anyway, yes, great time this weekend. We're going to have tons of coverage. And, of course, after the Elimination Chamber on Sunday, come back to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Matt Glenn and Raj will be doing our post-show uh, discussion over there. So lots of stuff going down. Just a general stay tuned here for everything going on Elimination Chamber through the weekend and with Impact Wrestling's TV tapings. All right, let's get to the news. News you can use. News, that'll le- news that will leave a bruise. Man, if I'm going to say it, say it right. Um, the Undertaker was uh, was breaking the, the internet here this morning. The, the Undertaker shared a photo over on his Instagram page, because he has one of those now, where it's him and his wife, Michelle McCool, standing in front of a private jet, and he teases that he got uh, he got there early. It was a late-night flight, and he's meeting with someone important today. Very ambiguous. What do you think that means, Justin? I think it means Vince McMahon, and I think that he's going to be announced maybe even as soon as this Monday as the headliner to the Hall of Fame. You think? Okay, so you think that the private jet was connected to the McMahons? Well, I don't think it was connected to Tony Khan, if that's the other option here. <laughs> no, well, I, I did reach out to some folks that know what Tony Khan's jet looks like this morning, and they said that's not Tony's jet. So for anybody who's wondering, that does not appear to be Tony's jet. But I don't know. It doesn't look like the WWE jet either, you know? Well, but that doesn't mean that it, the, the WWE wouldn't just send out a, a some other jet that they could to get on there, especially if, if, if it leaves them on the ability to tease a picture. I mean, if it was the WWE jet, he obviously wouldn't take a picture in front of it and then have the the mystery to it. I don't know. I just, you know, I don't really, you know, he, he's not going to put it out there. If it's him meeting with somebody important or some other business venture that has nothing to do with wrestling undertaker, you know, if, if he was meeting with some real estate mogul to buy up more real estate property, something I know that he actually does deal with in real life. 
Uh, I doubt that he would make a point to put that and get the internet stirring. He's putting a picture with him and his wife, who's a former uh, talent herself, uh, obviously to drum up a little bit of buzz because he can do that now because he has an Instagram. Uh, and I, you know, again, he's while we've talked about how he's now available to do non WWE related bookies, as it seems, you know, he's still, I have, you know, he's still, he's still the phenom of the WWE, he's still arguably Vincent Man's greatest creation. Um, you know, and I, and I, I think that if he's not going to have a match at WrestleMania, which maybe he still does, but he hasn't been in the forefront of storylines. And usually by this point, we start to see some tease or have some hint of what undertaker is going to do even even at this point last year john cena had already dropped his name a time or two even though that obviously got you know that needle you know and thread all went all the way to the day of mania but i think that you know i don't think the heart foundation is the headliner of the hall of fame the hall of fame needs a big headline headline this year it's on saturday which is different than the previous years um i i i think really again i've said this before the undertaker or the rock are the only two realistic available names isn't the that rock have already, not gone in isn't the rock already in the hall of fame no is he not i thought he went uh, in you can pull a list up i'm pretty damn sure he's not let me, I don't see, think he is. Let me see here i, I mean i've been at, i've been at hall of, i've been at that mania week at hall of fame for the last eight nine years i don't i don't believe so um yeah i think he went in in 2016 didn't he no 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 i don't think he did no, he has not gone to the Rock and the Undertaker. The only two, you know, not counting guys like John Cena, guys that are still you know, even more active than them. Okay. I mean, those are the two. Those are the two single guys, single competitors. If you're not going to, if you're not going to, you know, bring in another faction, I, I just don't think the I don't think the Hart Foundation of Jimmy Hart, Anvil, and Brett is the head of there. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, The Rock or Undertaker, you know, the thing with The Undertaker, though, and I don't, you know, I, it, our job here is to just kind of look at everything from every side. I mean, he's not currently announced for Mania. He's not, you know, it doesn't sound like on the, the Saudi Arabia show quite yet. I don't think I've seen him announced for any uh, access events or anything like that. This guy's a clean slate. Now, I have heard reliably from other folks that he's fine with WWE, that all the stuff going on about his outside bookings is just his own thing, expanding his brand and all that. But it is kind of interesting to think, about The Undertaker and Michelle McCool, I mean, there's this private jet. I mean, is it a layup here with the McMahons? We don't know. There's a lot of money being thrown down around with AEW. And I will say, you know, when I sat there this morning, I was thinking about this story. I was like, have I ever seen AEW do anything that would tease The Undertaker possibly joining them? And the only thing I could point to is, you know that there is a tie-in here, right? What would that be? Joey Ryan. He did the Penis Druids at... um. At uh, All In, originally. They did a huge Undertaker homage at All In. <laughs> okay, yes, they did. You're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I again, I, I just, I... Um, the Undertaker... Because the also, Undertaker... here, time out, time out real fast. Also, before you get your thought, and I know you have a good thought, because all your thoughts are good, but it's not just Undertaker in this photo. It's also his wife, Michelle McCool. And those two is sure. a, a tandem... I mean, Michelle would add a lot to a women's division in AEW as well, where they, you know, they have Britt Baker, who's probably their their top star in that division right now, but they don't have a Chris Jericho type or a legacy type in the women's division yet to kind of thread that part of the equation together. All right, well, Michelle McCool would also be, you know, fine for the Hall of Fame in the WWE. <laughs> they, they they have to put they always put in a woman, and you know, oh. find me find me a woman, so maybe they both go in. Okay. Um, the and obviously it wouldn't be the Undertaker, uh, but the man who plays the Undertaker, him doing some, him, him appearing on an AEW show, 
I think is even further fetched than John Cena appearing on an AEW show. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I mean, it, you know, so not to not to dash anybody's. I mean, I mean, again, the Undertaker doesn't really tease things, especially this kind of thing. Again, this is all new territory because he's on the social media platforms now. But um, I, I think it's kind of straightforward. I think again, they they've only announced one Hall of Fame entrance, uh, and that's the Hall of Heart Foundation. Like I said, I don't think they're the headliner. I think the day after. This upcoming pay-per-view, Elimination Chamber, that would be the perfect time to start picking up the pace of of, of uh, announcing them. And I just think that, you know, New York City, this is the perfect perfect year for it. Well, I do know that, I look, I still have a very strong feeling that The Undertaker will be at StarCast. I think he will be in Vegas the weekend of Double or Nothing. I think I just got a hunch on that one. I mean, I put Conrad Thompson's feet to the fire here last week about that, and he didn't say no, Right. So I think he'll, I mean, but again, like StarCast and AEW, Conrad owns StarCast, AEW is owned by Cody and the Bucks. The way Conrad says it, they're very different things. Just because you're doing StarCast doesn't mean that you're part of AEW. But, you know, interesting to, to me to think that if The Undertaker were to be in Vegas for the same weekend as Double or Nothing, at least it puts him in proximity. Well, yeah, but that's also the same thing as, as you know, um, and I think it was Waltman maybe recently that said it. It's the same thing of like, you know, when, when Shawn Michaels started going around and doing, you know, Shawn might go to some big indie. It might be a weekend or a convention or a meet and greet that is in connection and promotion with a wrestling show. But by the time the wrestling show is started, Shawn's out of there. He's, he, you know, all he was there to do was his appearance for the meet and greet portion. There's no even walking to the ring and, and, and doing his pose. Like, so that would be essentially the same thing. If, if Taker's at StarCast, huge get for StarCast undoubtedly, but uh, I don't think he would be spotted in the MGM Grand during the time. You know, I don't think he'd be spotted watching AEW. It's, yeah. it's, it certainly would be a tough sell for me. I mean, you know, as I sit here and speculate, look at it, but The Undertaker has so many uh, memories and stories of being loyal to Vince McMahon and working through injuries and not jumping during the Monday Night War, right? I don't know if there was even an offer on the table there, but he was very loyal. He was one of the people that helped turn it around. I also find it hard to believe. I think you're more on the money, truthfully, with the with the Hall of Fame induction. But you know, it's a, it's a crazy time here, man. There's there's a lot of money in the water here, and if you're a free agent, you, you got to be entertaining stuff. I don't know this private jet tease. I love it. The Undertaker doesn't <sighs> typically do this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, again, he doesn't. That's what's so fun about to talk about this. Um, and I'm looking at the jet right now. There's two images of it. Um, you know, yeah, it's just a, a white private jet with some. Mm-hmm. design and lines on the side of it very generic so uh you know i mean it could be anything but again um again it, you know if, if it if wwe did want to keep <laughs> this quiet and not have it be official until they want to announce it uh if they are sending a jet to an airport in texas or wherever the hell take her where they're coming from uh, they don't want other people to spot and take pictures of a WWE jet and take her getting on it and they would probably rent a generic white jet so um yeah i mean we can yeah i mean i i don't know i'm just saying it, it him and him and Michelle going in this year would make a lot of sense. Right. It's obviously separate separately, obviously. It's their own their own their own characters. All right. Uh let's bounce to the next story here. Uh Wrestle Votes at Wrestle Votes over on Twitter, uh, which has quickly become an insider source for wrestling news. Um, they have announced uh that there is plans to have the plan is to have the women's tag team champions appear on both Raw and SmackDown, but not on a weekly basis. And they also note that this is gonna be a chance here for WWE to start. Uh, blending the rosters a little bit every so often here as they move forward. What do you what do you think about that decision? If that is the direction they're going here, Justin, I absolutely agree with it, especially for 
women's tag team championships. I mean, if you were, and quite well, quite honestly, I would almost make the case that's how it should be for men's tag team championships. Yes. If you had, if you had two separate women's tag team championships, that is going to get so thin so quickly. Think about how often we see the formula of okay, the teams fight each other for a match or two, then it's one member of each team fight each other in a singles match, and then it's the other members of the team fight each other in a singles. Match. Like it will get so burnt out so quickly with the amount of programming. So to have the tag team champions be able to kind of freely blur the lines of red and blue and show up on both, especially when the pay-per-views feature both brands, that makes the most sense. You'll get a lot more longevity out of stories and fresh feuds and, and, and challengers and champions. Um, I mean, you could even, I mean, maybe not, maybe not the US and IC because you do have enough bodies to where, you know, while they don't always do it, they certainly could get more rich stories out of the individual middle mid card, you know, title challengers on each show, but especially for tag, um, you know, especially for, you know, when you're talking tag champions and, and tag team division, if one member of a tag team gets hurt, you know, then that's, then that tag team's out of the picture. You look at sure. the authors of pain. So yeah, I, I, if that's the way it's going to be, if Russell votes is, <clears throat> got the inside track i think that's the uh, the right decision yeah and this is kind of interesting to think about here too because every time they've done the brand split it's come to an end they've blended the rosters they've unified the belts usually and and moved on i do think it's interesting to think about you know if you're going to do this with the women's tag team champions is this where you start to combine some titles but keep the brand separate so you have one wwe champion that floats between brands one men's tag team champion you could even you know unify the unify the us and, and ic titles into one uh, championship that that goes between shows. It's I, I would prefer that. I just think there's too many belts right now. It's very diluted. The idea of these brands fighting over the ability to get you know the champion to uh, defend against one of their their brand's talents, or one brand being able to say we hold all the gold right now. You know, I don't know some, something along those lines. I think it just adds a little bit more stakes to it, and it's something different we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I don't see them combining the world titles again. I think they are going to stick true for a while to keeping the WWE Championship and the Universal title. Um, I don't see – I think they're going to remain with that. But, uh, yeah, I think for tag titles, absolutely, you could you could have one. Um, you know, U.S. and I.C., there's so much history on both of them. Um, I, I don't see them putting – well, obviously, if they retired one, it would be the U.S. because, obviously, the I.C. is the WWE creation. Uh, but I don't see them putting those away. So, you know, I, I think tag titles are where you could merge, um, again, just to get – you know, more more longevity out of, out of what you're doing in the divisions. Yeah, I, I, every time I look at Daniel Bryan's title, though, I just think to myself, man, if they're gonna if they were to unify, they'd take that title so quick, light it on fire, throw it in a trash can. It is the dumpier of the two titles, I think, in the eyes uh, of management. There, I've heard different from fans and stuff, but you know, the the traditional Brock Lesnar heavy leather metal belt, uh, I could very easily see them saying, you know, whoever wins both of them, you know, I'm not gonna carry around this. 50 cent dollar store championship anymore this is the real title type thing well are you talking about the environmental friendly title that brian has are you talking about the cow the black cow one that he did have i'm, uh, I'm talking about the environmental friendly one not i mean not well, the, of course yeah. well of course that one would be but assuming whenever brian is not champion anymore whoever beats him they'll go back to the black cow leather. You would think maybe whoever wins it next is also concerned about their. Uh, well, their now keep this in mind. It, the WWE, remember the Black Callow, the WWE Championship, the title in principle that Daniel Bryan has, whether it's environmental friendly or it's leather, that's the title that goes back fifty plus years. That's right? the title that goes back yeah. to you know to to you know to Pedro. You know that's you know the Universal title is only you know a couple of years old. So 
Um, I, I wouldn't be so quick to say if they did unify that you know that the universal would be the one they retire, uh, unless they felt okay, a whole new generation, we're going to let the universal be what carries us the next fifty years. I don't know, but regardless, I don't see them merging the two world titles right now. Uh, all right, well, talking about the universal champion here, uh, we have an update from yesterday where we had said uh, that Brock Lesnar was only advertised for the March tenth Raw in Chicago. Well, PW Insider reporting now that Brock will also be appearing at the February twenty fifth Raw in Atlanta. Uh, he's also going to be at the go-home show for WrestleMania. Uh, he's advertised to be at the go-home show for WrestleMania in Washington, D.C. So uh, a little bit better here. Three appearances from Brock Lesnar, at least for now, going into WrestleMania. Um, <clears throat> makes a lot of sense, obviously, for him to be on the go-home show. Makes a lot of sense for him uh, to be coming out of uh, Fastlane here in Chicago. But the other one here, the, the February 25th and Raw, that's in Atlanta. And Atlanta, I very much see as kind of one of the backyard territories here of AEW, and I almost wonder if bringing Brock in here isn't something to kind of territory. I mean, mark their territory a bit away coming in here to Atlanta with Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think it might be stretched on that one. I mean, obviously, yes, Cody lives in Georgia, and <clears throat> yes, the potential TV deal for AEW might be like the, the network might be headquartered in Atlanta, but I mean. It, it, I would buy way more into what you're selling me right now if it was Jacksonville, obviously, because like right now, Jacksonville, right. you know, or, or, or Vegas, if, if, if Raw was in Vegas, like because right now, you know, the three cities that are synonymous to to AEW are Jackson or not synonymous, but linked to AEW, whereas Jacksonville, obviously, uh, for the cons, Chicago, obviously because of All In, right. and then Vegas because of Double Nothing and the Rally. So um, right now, those are the three cities that are you know Team AEW at the moment. I, I so I don't. I think the Atlanta thing's a bit of a stretch. I think Atlanta's just a, a big market. It's where the Super Bowl just was. It's probably where WrestleMania is going to be, not next year, but but in one of the years following. Now that the Super Bowl is just there and the new stadium and all there, so I, I just I think that I think it's just a simple hey, big city. Where do we think we can try to get a sellout or, or or better draw because of Brock? Atlanta would be it. Fair, fair. I I would just again I think about those AEW guys in Atlanta at the Super Bowl in the in the shadow of the Turner Tower and something to me I don't know when I saw that that was the addition added date I was like well. You know, if you're going to take Brock somewhere, you know, to make some noise, not not a bad market right now, all things considered the considering the lay of the land, you know? So. Yeah. No, I mean, WWE goes to Chicago <clears throat> several times a year. So the next time they go to, you know, whenever they go to Chicago when it's close to all out, uh, that's what it's going to be. Or, you know, the next time they work in Vegas or the next time they go to, you know, Jacksonville, not for a SmackDown, but if they go there for, then again, they don't really go to Jacksonville for much important. I mean, even as Cody said, Jacksonville is not traditionally a hot market, so. But uh, yeah, I mean those those are the cities right now that are deeply connected with AEW. So I, that you know that's the only time I'm really gonna be looking for uh, shots fired type of thing. Uh, well, uh, coming up this Sunday is Elimination Chamber. There was a, an alteration to one of the matches. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman has been made a no DQ match by the McMahons, as was announced yesterday by WWE Online. Um, you know this match wasn't really lighting anyone up. I, I think making it a no DQ match. You know, will certainly make it more fun. Uh, Braun seems to excel in elements where he can push big things over. I think we'll see some some of that here on Sunday. Yeah, and it probably uh, the no DQ probably aids to whatever finish they're starting to come up with, which is probably more than just a Baron Corbin trying to uh, take down Braun Strowman. Maybe so. it's Baron Corbin who shoves something big on Braun to keep him down. I they're doing a good job. Of, of keeping heat and protecting Baron Corbin. I know that, you know, everybody's like, oh, Baron Corbin, boo, boo, boo. But yeah, it's booing for the right reason. This guy's a great heel. I And I can, and I'm happy to see that they haven't 
entirely pulled back on this guy in the wake of the, oh, Baron Corbin was responsible for the, the fallen ratings or whatever. They've stayed behind this guy, I think, largely. Well, they're keeping him preserved and positioned for when Eva Maria joins him. <laughs> That's right. Can't wait. Um, and he picked up the win over Kurt Angle, too. I was like, man, they're, they're, really, they're really going with this guy. I like it. Uh, talking about Eva Marie, we talked about Eva Marie yesterday in the context of Total Divas. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that the Bella Twins will not be a part of Season 9 of Total Divas. Instead, they are going to be focusing solely on their show, Total Bellas. Now, Squared Circle Sirens reported yesterday as well that in the void of the Bella Twins will be filled, or the void of the Bella Twins will be filled by Ronda Rousey, a big name, um... Do you, yeah, I don't know. You, I mean, I don't know. I watch Total Divas. I think you watch a bit of Total Divas here. Rhonda, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that she'll do better for the ratings than the Bella Twins did here. I think there's just more casual appeal with Ronda Rousey than the Bella Twins. She'll certainly bring an appeal. Um, well, Rhonda will. Uh, and, and it may be, not that I think that there's a void in it right now, but, but, but perhaps seeing her uh, outside of the arena, seeing her with her husband and family and friends, maybe that will bring even more relatability to her, if nothing else, to the female crowd. Because you know, we, we all, we, or, well, maybe it's just me, but I, I won't classify and say we, but I often forget that um, WWE's audience is, in fact, a, a, a very generous percentage of, of female fans. So, um, you know, so maybe maybe they, those are the, and, 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 and from my experience, a lot of female fans that I have encountered, the ones I do encounter, aren't, uh, as there's not as many Ronda fans, some of them, you know, that they're more for you know, the Becky to the Charlottes or, 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 or whoever. Um, so maybe maybe this will help draw some relatability with Ronda. Obviously, she will be a draw, so I guess she there certainly can fill a gap that Bellas might be leaving. And I, I do think, I, I did always think it was kind of weird. When they spun off and had Total Bellas, I'm like, okay, I get that. But I, it was always weird to me. You had Total Bellas, but then you had some portion of the Bellas also simultaneously on Total Divas. So yeah. I, I do think uh, that this is probably a good move just for, I don't know if continuity is a word, but no. I think it's a good move just to separate them. Yeah, and it, you know, if you're not watching Total Bellas right now, I would recommend uh, this this point right now. They're in covering Total Bellas in the season is when Brie Bella returned with Nikki and um, Brie like botched a match and then kicked Liv Morgan right in the face. That's the that's the big tease for for this Sunday is that they're going to deal with Brie injuring someone and how she'd never done that before. Um, also, if if you're following, Nikki Bella is diving into. <laughs> Her dating life, trying to date her Dancing with the Stars co-star Artemis, and are you watching this season at all? Have you seen any of this? I've I watch it if I catch it like for bits, but I have not watched every episode. But I I've seen the teaser with that for Nikki, and I now that you told me that this weekend's the episode of Bree and Liv, I'll probably make a point to try to find it. Well, watch that. But man, last week when Nikki told Bree, "Look, I'm single. I'm free. I think I want to try to get with Artemis." The look of horror in Brie Bella's face of like, please God, do not do this. Everybody thinks that you cheated on John with Artemis. Like straight up what she said, you know, or like very, very close to it. And if you go and you start dating your Dance with the Stars co-worker or co-star, these, these rumors are going to flare up again and you're going to look terrible. And Nikki's like, well, I'm going to live my life and they can't tell me what to do. I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. It's very interesting stuff right now. So anyway, go check that out. Um, last but not least here, uh, Cody confirmed on Twitter the other day uh, that the Double or Nothing general on-sale tickets that were available following pre-sale sold out in four 
minutes. That's insane, Justin. Four minutes these guys sold that place out. To put that in perspective, that's just about a minute longer than one commercial break during Monday Night Raw. Or one commercial block, one block of commercials. So when they go to, when they go away, they cut away from the action and say, we'll be back. You usually see three minutes of commercials. That To put that in perspective. So the time of commercials on Raw is the time they were able to fulfill the rest of the seat. That's insane. Yeah, and, you know, I've seen that there's tickets on sale now on the secondary market for, like, three times face value. I'm seeing a lot of this, though. Like, the scalpers descended on this. And I feel bad for the fans that wanted to be there because I feel like a lot of these tickets got bought up just so they could be resold at a much higher price point. Well, it's interesting you bring this up. Uh, my my wrestling reality podcast. Um, this week's episode is actually going to drop tomorrow morning, Friday morning at seven a.m. And uh, it's uh, uh, my presenting sponsor and great friends is TicketKingOnline.com. And my friend and VP at Ticket King, uh, Drew, he's actually going to be on the show. And one of the things we're going to talk about is a lot of people's questions about okay, how does this work? How do, how do these? Uh, and Ticket King's not one of them that are doing the shady business, mind you. But I'll let him get the details. But you know, how do these other shady companies? How do they? bodies up and what's the regulation where's the lack of regulation uh how these markets get dictated so if, if you if you're curious about that um I, I suggest you tune in but we'll talk about that we'll also uh reveal uh what the uh, plan is for me wrestlemania weekend we're gonna do i always have a wrestlemania day party and we're gonna do something we've never done before uh, for wrestlemania day party so that'll be on this week's uh, wrestling reality at this time it is my pleasure to welcome to the show former wwe tag team champion intercontinental champion and now the first ever aew producer <laughs> it is the badass <laughs> billy gunn i don't know why i found that so funny it's because i've just never but like i've heard all the other announcements start and then the new thing aew first ever like i'm a first ever i'm a first ever at everything i think man i mean how does it feel i mean how did how did this happen how did you become the first producer for aew um to be honest with you i don't know i guess <laughs> um uh, you know, they, they were starting the company and they were looking for, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know. They call me head coach. We don't use producer and stuff like that. So my job will be kind of helping the younger talent, new talent when we get going. And um, I look forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I got right to the chase here. I don't want to I don't want to give the whole thing away. The reason you're here, because we are going to talk AEW stuff here, though. But the yeah. reason you're yeah. doing this interview is you have your badass wrestlemania party in new york city going down legends bar manhattan 10 p.m to 2 yeah. a.m sunday uh midnight eastern after the chambers when the tickets go on sale i wanted to make sure we got that at top because that's the, the generous <laughs> reason that you are here today right yes exactly that's to, to plug the um the badass mania party and to get and of course get into everything else because god knows i've done almost everything but um yeah we're um doing a party um bully ray um the girls angelina and velvet are gonna be there um so it's like a reunion of the beautiful people like the real live good part of the beautiful people which the girls were awesome i was just a like a byproduct of something that was really cool um but it's gonna be a lot of fun man it's, it's that legends bar is really cool i mean if nothing else come hang out there i mean i don't drink or nothing but i'll watch you drink i got no problem with that <laughs> but it's gonna be fun you take some pictures we'll, we got all kinds of stuff q a stuff going on um literally going on pretty much most of the night or a few hours anyway sure well i mean you start or, at 10 you go to or two. until my old ass has to go to sleep <laughs> i was about to say because you won't be drinking but if everybody else is drinking and you're giving them live <laughs> mic and you're giving them live microphones i mean it's a lot of things that can happen yeah. there. 
lot of yeah, things. there's bound to be some good stuff happening anyway. Any probably some good social media stuff. Okay, wonderful. Well, we will try our best to be there. I'd love to come party with you, Billy. And uh, yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. Again, the tickets go on sale this Sunday night, midnight Eastern, immediately following the Elimination Chamber. All right, let's get back to the AEW stuff here. All right, you say you're head coach. All right. What is what is the dynamic like? right now creatively i mean you guys don't really have an office or anything i mean how are you operating as a producer right now yeah so we're just very we're just focused on um the double or nothing pay-per-view that we have may 25th um we're just we we're kind of working our way to that there's you know it's a startup company we're brand new i think it's it's a great time for wrestling fans and us as a company because we got some great things coming, some new things coming. And and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And it's gonna be an alternative to WWE programming. And um it's just, you know, there's not a lot. I mean, I wish I could tell you a whole lot of stuff that was going on. Sure. But unfortunately, I don't even know that because it's just we're just taking it baby steps. It's a little step at a time. We don't want to jump in feet first. You know what I mean? But it's it's coming along slowly, but it's coming along very good, I guess is how you could put it. Yeah, no, I mean, I was in Jacksonville. I took a photo of you. I stooged it off online. I don't mind telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Um, but we had people in Vegas, too, for the other one. But um, you, uh, you know, you've been through, I mean, this this is such an exciting time. You were such an integral part of the last real time wrestling was exciting. I mean, how, how much does this remind you of the Attitude Era kind of stuff right now? I think I think it's going to be just as good. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to word this the right way. Okay. Um, I think I think mostly for me right now is at this stage of my career, um, after I've pretty much you know accomplished everything I want to do, it's super neat to see a company like this come along um, that I get to be a part of, and I think. It's going to be so new and fresh and fun. I mean, you can't really compare anything to the Attitude Era, I don't think, because it's just it was a time and re- it's just like wrestling goes in phases. I mean, you have you know you have what it was in the '80s, you have what it was in the '90s, you have the Attitude Era. Now you have the undisputed whatever PG era kind of thing, but we're not in that that element. We're in our own yeah. realm. Yeah, and I think it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be refreshing, and people are going to dig it, and they're going to love everything about it. Dude, I'm so I'm so on the hook right now. Why did they let the dog talk? Why why weren't you grabbing the microphone more? Where was this Billy Gun? This is passionate right now. I mean, yeah, no, it's because it's because Brian always talked better than I did. I, don't know. I was always the guy. I was I was always the guy that did all the action stuff, and he was he was good at what he's good at, and I'm good at what I'm good at. I'm good at like being physical and beating people up, and he's good at talking his way out of it. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to it's it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to think that you guys you know the new age outlaws you guys are so synonymous as being together now I didn't even think about it you guys are on different teams now but in kind of similar positions. Yes, we are. I'd like to say he's in a little bit higher position than I am because he's actually running a whole division. Which, as we get going along, maybe I'll be in that position and be running the whole show. No, I won't be run. I don't want to run the whole thing. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool how we, you know, how our how our paths cross, but kind of in the similar but just different companies. Yeah, I mean, and for you as, as a producer. I mean, what do you, you say, you know, he gets to run a division. I mean, what, what do you feel your strengths are? What do you want to be working with these guys on the most? 
just mostly everything in the back. I, you know, I, I, I still, I'm still out working and doing my independent stuff, which is good. I still get to do that because I'm, I'm having fun with that. Um, but I think what I bring is an element of all, I think we'll have a lot of new younger talent that needs to be developed and have, not that I'm going to, I'm going to help them find their way. I'm going to do whatever I can, whatever they need me to do to help them with. I'm not going to, like I'm not going to take control of everything or we're not trying to take control of talent. We're trying to just help them develop what they have. Obviously you have something, if you're going to work for us, we just want to make you the best at what you can be. Yeah. And, and it, sometimes they just need directions and we're going to be doing TV eventually. So, I mean, we're, a lot of these kids haven't really had the experience that I've had with TV. So I'll just help them with that. I'll literally just, I'm literally a, an all do everything kind of guy. I don't have like a specific thing. Yes. My job description is head coach, which means I'll be helping talent, but I literally will help with anything and everything that they need me to help with. Um, how I that's mean, the exciting part of this, dude. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, is it a little bit, I mean, I guess it's not too daunting. You have guys like Jericho and Omega, and of course, like people that know how to work TV, but you have some, like you mentioned, like Kylie Ray, Sonny Kiss, Sammy Guevara, who's worked a little bit down in Mexico, but this, this is raw yeah. talent. I mean, does that, is that daunting or is that exciting to you to just have this raw no, material? No, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. If, if I thought it was daunting, I don't know that I would take the job because I don't want to be an, a daunter. Okay. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Those are Billyisms if you understand any of the way that I, that I talk. Um, no, I think it's exciting. That's what I mean. We're bringing talent that maybe a lot of people haven't heard of or maybe they've heard of and not seen. Now we're going to give them a platform to be seen on, but we're going to give them a platform to get out and be the best that they can be. Now, you, you mentioned you're out on the Indies still doing uh, fulfilling bookings and stuff. Are you actively scouting? Are you referring talent? Or is there anybody you want to lay claim to that's joined the roster because of a recommendation from you? No, no, I mean, I'm out looking and making – I make suggestions. And, I mean, I just – I haven't really been looking all that hard. But, I like, like I'm going to start doing that. I just didn't know where we were at the time of what, what they needed me to do out there. And I, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good talent out there. It's just they're waiting for their either their break or for somebody to see them or somebody to kind of help them. And I think that's what the, all the people that you mentioned, that's their young, young, hungry talent. And we're giving them a platform. Again, we're giving them a platform and they have to take the most of it. They have to take advantage of it. That's all we did back in the day is they gave us an opportunity and we did the most with it. We were never shy. We never backed down. We never did any, we just went for it. And this, and I think this company is going to give them a platform to go for it and do, and get over and do the best that you can do. And yeah, I mean, I'm out there looking around and stuff, but I don't have anybody that I've picked specifically. Now, it's interesting to hear you talk about that. I mean, do you even envision AEW being a bit of a throwback in a way, to more of a, a, a more of a classic style '90s presentation of a of a wrestling product? I, um, I don't want to say that because I don't want to say that we're going backwards. I want to sure. say that we're going forwards, and I understand what you're talking about. I just yeah. think a lot of people think, "Oh, you're going back in the back to, in the days," and I'm going, "No, no, 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 no. We're going forward. We're going to bring everything to light, and we're just going to let." Let these kids do what they do. 
Well, like, we're not going to try to hold them back. We're not going to try to stop them from doing what they do. That's the reason they have a name is because they do what they do, and they're the only ones that know how to do it the best that they can do it. And we're going to let them do it. Yeah, and I guess what I mean by, by more of that uh, that attitude or style was exactly what you're talking about. I mean, people miss that stuff, you know, when you can tell that the talent is, is speaking more for themselves, when un- more unexpected things would happen, which is something I think a lot of fans miss right now in the, in the current WWE product. And that's why I say, I guess, is, is that the kind of stuff that people can expect more from in AEW? Yeah, and, and I, I'm sorry if I took that. I didn't mean to take that wrong, but Don't I knew what it. you were saying. I just want to make sure that everybody else understands what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just, I guess the, the key word would be freedom. Yeah. Hey, you have freedom to do what you do. And, yes, that's what we had back in the day was that's what we had the freedom to do. I didn't have people writing stuff for me. I didn't have people telling me what I can and can do, telling me what moves I can and cannot do. Like, that, there was none of that. It's just – it's yeah, there's a, there's a spectrum, a circle that you've got to stay in a little bit of, but it's not – it's thinking outside the box but staying inside the box. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess if I just worded that the right way. Whatever you say, Coach. I get why they gave you the the playbook here. In my head, in my head, what you all described also came with a series of X's and O's and lines connecting on a whiteboard. It's just in maybe his mind. Yeah. Head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, yeah. talk talk to me a little bit about what is what is the chemistry like with Cody and the Bucks? I mean, what is it like? I mean, how much experience did you have with these guys? I mean, how have you? melted in with this crew i i I fit in pretty good i mean i think they're looking to me for a little bit of guidance not that they need it i mean it's just it's a it's a camaraderie of everybody's strong points Mm -hmm. i mean that's what's going to make this successful is everybody has their cody cody has a direction the young bucks have a direction um i'm just along for the ride and helping them any way that i can and i think their vision is why this company came together they have an awesome vision and they're gonna they're gonna bring it to the public and soon and i think it's gonna be great uh have you had much uh, uh have had many conversations with tony khan like what have you what have your impressions been of the new ted turner he's, a, he's super awesome like yeah yeah i've had a couple conversations with him i saw i first met him at all in and then i've had a i've seen him a few times after that um he's just a super down-to-earth guy and he's excited about this like that's the best thing is that you're the guy that's putting all this together is super excited about it it's not just some kind of i want to try this business venture it's not anything like that it's a passion of his and 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 he he foresees great things happening along with everybody else and he's willing to let everybody that's why he's surrounding himself with awesome people to make an awesome product yeah i mean you've you've been a part obviously you were a big part of uh wwe you worked at impact i mean how does this feel i mean does it feel more like a sports franchise being put together here than a pro wrestling product i think it's just interesting to see how it's been coming together I think I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's very like Tony and them are very sports orientated, but then again, this is a wrestling business and company. But I think it's a, it's a little bit of both. I don't I don't I feel it's a wrestling product, but I don't feel wholeheartedly, and I don't mean that bad as a as a wrestling product. I just feel like it's going to be a collaboration of things that are going to make it good. Okay. Uh, collaboration of things that can make it good. I'm a big fan of your roster. I love everybody. There are some big names out there that are being rumored to maybe be joining AEW. I'll say that, like, of course, I've heard Goldberg 
has been rumored. I've heard Batista has been rumored. I mean, do you see a place for them in this environment, or do you think that this should be focused more on, on up-and-comers? Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to ask me something like that. I knew you were going to try to stick me in a hole here. Come on. Um, Come on. I, name name requisition and how what they could bring eyes to the company, yes. Do I feel like we need to focus on them in in a working or uh, mixing them in with our talent? No, I don't. I think I, I I look at it this way: that when they brought me and Road Dog back the last time, it was to help to do exactly what we knew they wanted. They wanted us to help with the tag division, and they wanted us to help move talent around and help them get a little bit more over than what they were. They might've been stuck. Like the Usos were kind of stuck. And then you bring us in and then you have us work with Goldust and Cody and uh, ironically, and then <laughs> then you have us help the Usos push them along and, and make them an upper tier tag, which I feel that we did. Yes. They had all the talent and they just needed a little shove. That's all we were. I'm not by no means. Am I saying that we made them? I'm just saying that we helped them. And I think with Goldberg and if they're coming, I, have, I honestly have no idea, but I think that would be the same as what their role would be. And I feel that's what they need to know that is that when they come in, you're here to help with our talent, not get yourselves over, if that makes sense. Makes sense Sorry, to my me. Dogs are going crazy. No, the dogs really must agree with you as well. I think the dogs. Speak for the, <laughs> I think the dogs may speak for a lot of wrestling fans as well right now that agree with you. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just, I'm just interested because it is, it's such a, it's such a unique roster that you guys have right now. I mean, it's fun to think about Batista and Goldberg there, but I'm like, what are you going to do? Batista versus Sonny kiss. I'm not really sure how that match plays out. You know, very different. Yeah, styles no, and you're, and you're right. And I, and, and, it, and by no means am I saying this is bad. I, I'm not saying that I'm just, I just, I have a bad habit of expressing my opinions and whether it's good or bad, it's just, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying what I feel that they need to do for the company, because let's face it, AEW is based around new talent and fresh talent and the young bucks and Cody and, and, and yes, Jericho's help and Kenny Omega. I mean, you just have a bunch of good young talent, right? We don't, I don't feel that you need to kind of siphon in, like us old time people like i think it's a good thing to show to bring eyes to your to your product though i think that's an awesome job no i i think so too it'd be great to see i mean some of these guys in the mix are doing exactly the, doing exactly what you just described right there i mean they bring a lot of star power yeah. to the product no doubt about it um yeah. it was it, it reminded me real fast uh when you talked about your run with uh, Road Dog, when you guys came back and were working with all the tag teams, do you see yourself? I mean, I, it's been talked a lot about how the tag team division is going to be, you know, a central focus of AEW. Do you think that's one of the reasons that you were brought on first as a producer? Is because of your experience in that? Um, it could be, but I think I think it's just my all around experience. I think it's just I've been in the business a lot. I don't claim to know everything, but I know some stuff. Um, and I think that's going to be the really cool thing about AEW is they are going to put a, fo- you know, just as much focus on the tag division as they do the singles. And I think, I think tags a lost art. And I think the young bucks are good at what they do. And I think that, um, that it, tags are really exciting. They've never had any chance to shine except the last time me and Brian were up in WWE. Like they don't really care about the tag division there, but we will. We will. That, that's the difference between us is that really good tag team matches are super exciting and they're a lot of fun. 
And if we put a focus on it and put some put some mainstream to it, then everybody will take it as a mainstream and not just a like a sideshow. Do you think WWE is in a position to pivot and adjust to like recreating or, you know, re-energizing their tag division, taking up the let's go back to being more spontaneous, giving the talent freedom. Do you think they're up to that task right now with where they're at as a company and competing with AEW? I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll relinquish stuff like that. I think they just want to be, I mean, I don't know. And I don't want to say nothing about them. I just think they, they are a little bit more controlling with their talent and what they can and can't do. Yeah. Okay. In a sense, I think. Uh, real quickly here, while I got you for just a, a couple more minutes, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the first uh, big main event, double or nothing, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Uh, what's your take on this bout? That's a big one. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great watching. I, I um, saw part of their stuff from New Japan. Great. They're ama- Chris is amazing, mm-hmm. and so is Kenny. And you put both of them together, um, They, I think they grew up in this business almost hand-in-hand hand together. Chris went his direction, and Kenny went his, and now they come together. And it's going to be amazing. I mean, I saw part of what they did in New Japan, and, I mean, it was crazy good, like super good. And I think that'll be – I think it'd be just as good if uh, you know as um, Hangman and Pac. It's great to see Pac back. I love him. I've coached him when I was at the Performance Center. He's a great kid, and Hangman's uh, Adam's awesome. So I think that's going to be another good matchup too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Both those guys have been killing it for a while now. And Neville, I mean, not Neville, Pac. Pac. I mean, he doesn't have any body fat. I mean, he's just walking, <laughs> he's just walking muscle trapped in a skin suit. It's incredible. I don't know how he lives. I you know, know. he's he's a amazing he is amazing um how about uh i know you you uh you had your son austin at all in you guys both competed in the battle royal um is there any talk of him possibly coming in and joining you in AEW as well he is not coming to AEW. he's got some other stuff that he wants to do on his own and he um has some stuff in the works i don't think i'm allowed to say it just yet okay um but because well because it's like he just wants to make sure that he does it first i'm not allowed to say anything um but uh, he's got some great stuff in the mix right now he's super excited he's he's gonna be a huge star like he's like i love coaching him he's so much fun to coach um and he's got some great things coming up so it'll, it'll be awesome to see what he does with it yeah i mean it's not like there's not a lot of great legacy talent out there for him to work with i mean i look at davy 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 jr pillman jr cody's out there i feel like the whole the whole thing right now uh last thing yeah. i wanted to ask you about uh from your per, from your position as a producer um it was also announced that AEW's partnering with AAA. now they've announced a couple other partnerships as well how important do you think it is for AEW to be partnering with promotions like that right now, and what do you foresee them possibly doing with a relationship with AAA? I think it's a good thing that we get to intermingle some talent. You know, like there's there won't be, I guess there won't be a lot of um, discrepancies when they come and work, and we don't have to jump through hoops and stuff. So, and I think it's good because AAA has some great, great talent there. So, I mean, we get to send, and and I think that'll be a good platform for some of our younger talent that really hasn't got an opportunity to go outside of the u.s or whatever or to work other people like that and i think that only makes you better that only makes you better when you can work other talent in other styles so i think it i think it's an awesome thing that we can use some of their talent they can use some of ours we can intermingle and and bring them all together and, and make a make a awesome product 
Yeah, man. Put your chocolate in my peanut butter. Let's eat some delicious pro wrestling Reese's right now. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Good, good synopsis there. Thank if you. that's the right word. I don't know. It's not, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm awesome at not making sense of anything. You're better, you're better than others I've met in the business, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had a blast having this conversation. I hope to have you back another time, maybe after Mania or something. We can see where everything's at with AEW. But again, Billy Guns, badass Mania party in New York City, goes down Legends Bar in Manhattan, starts at 10 p.m., goes to 2, tickets on sale this Sunday at midnight, immediately following the Elimination Chamber. You want to leave uh, everybody else with anything uh, other than that? Um, Yeah, I got two new words for you, all elite. You like that? It's pretty good, right? Very Get good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'll suck it up. Mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Hey, man, thanks for having me on there. Everybody come check out this um, badass mania party. Um, you can go to WrestleMania party. I think, what's the website? I think that's it. It's something like that. Yeah, um, I don't have the website right in front of me. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me either. All right. I guess being as it's mine, I should know it. I'll put it I'll on. Probably the... just stuck my foot right in my mouth. I'll put it. I'll put the. <laughs> I'll put the link in the in the post. Thank you, Billy. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Thank you very much, Billy, to coming on to the show here today, chatting with us all about the ins and outs of AEW. Uh, look forward to having him back uh, again. It was a lot. Of, I like interviews where we're both laughing a lot, and there were a lot of laughs in that interview. So. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. And now, let's get to our Elimination Chamber predictions. Justin, are you ready to to give me your thoughts on who's going to win these bouts? Sure. All right. Let's start with the women's tag match. Uh, we've gone back and forth a bit this week about who you think is going to win. I am still decidedly on the team of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I think that's the team who's going to come out on top here. Who do you think is going to be the first ever women's tag team champions? I agree with something you said yesterday, which is when you start in a new title or you know, a new fra- a new portion of a division, having it be a heel, especially on something like tag team, works well. But I think it's going to be Nia Jackson from you. All right. Uh, let's go over to the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. we got McMiz, The Miz, and Shane McMahon taking on the Usos. Uh, for me, considering the lay of the land with the tag division right now, them rewarding the revival, um, I think this is the Usos' time to take back these tag titles, and we're going to jumpstart whatever's going on with Miz and Shane here into WrestleMania. What, what's your prediction here, Justin? Yeah I, yeah, I completely agree. I think we're all waiting for something with Miz and Shane to build to Mania. And then, um, so Usos are, are reliable. And then, you know, if you want to buy into, okay, well, it's WWE trying to lock down and reward or whatever. Yeah, I think it just makes sense for Miz and Shane to drop this. Um, then we go over here to the Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Um, I, this hasn't, um, I haven't invested in this one fully i would think they keep the title on buddy here just because i haven't seen a whole lot of smoke around akira tozawa recently but justin how about you yeah i don't see any any need for this particular show in february to take it off of buddy murphy i think if he's going to drop it you wait till a big stage like me um i see championship here handicap match bobby lashley and leo rush versus finn balor if finn can pin either leo or bobby he will become the ic champion here and um, I think I think I'm going to go with the numbers here. I'm going to take Bobby and Leo to to retain the titles here against Finn Balor as we build towards a some kind of a singles bout here with Finn. You know, the numbers game is what I kind of rested on at first, but I don't know. I, I could see this being the Finn overcomes the numbers, uh, especially with the, with the stipulation that he can pin. You know, he could he could somehow take out Bobby Lashley for a moment and and, be, and, and take down uh, Leo and get the pin there. So 
I'm actually going to go Finn Balor uh, for a title win. Okay. I just want to see an opponent push Finn to the point where you believably think he needs the demon again, right? And I think if he can get beat down one more time here by Bobby and Leo, maybe we're working more towards that elaborate interest and that, that darker Finn personality. So that's, that's the other reason I disagree with you. Um, Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey defends against Ruby Riot. Prediction, Justin? Prediction? Uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think this is going to be an easy... You know, I want to say Ronda easy too, but look, Charlotte said she's going to be sitting ringside. <laughs> Ronda could take the belt back at Fastlane. No. 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 No, 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 no way. All right, Ronda Rousey. Uh, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, no DQ match. I think Baron picks up the victory here somehow. I agree. And I think, again, I think they can pull a numbers game and outside interference and... Um... Yeah, I agree. I think it's part of why it is no DQ, because mm-hmm. that's the only way that somebody should be able to beat Braun Strowman. Uh, and lastly, the men's chamber match here for the WWE Championship. Man, I love it. There's only seven matches on this card announced right now. This is great. Um, mm-hmm. you, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. Randy Orton will be entering the chamber last. Who do you think walks out champion here, Justin? You know, it, there's, there's more unpredictability to it than... Um, other title matches in the past, but I, I I'm still going to go Dan O'Brien. I don't, I, I think he's just on such a roll as a champion. I, I just don't see him losing it. Um, I don't see him losing it before mania at, at, at the current state of things. Uh, but, uh, but as I predict that, um, I would by no means say that's a lock. I think that there is just, you can really make a case for nearly any of these guys to potentially go ahead and pull a surprise. Um, if, you know, I mean, look, this is the secondary world title for WrestleMania this year, and and, and that's just the reality. You have the the Ronda situation in that match, um, Brock and Seth, just because it's Brock, and, and so I think this kind of you know this this is certainly one. This is a time where they could take a ride on something. I'm not saying it's going to be as as big of a surprise as Kofi Kingston, but um, you know, I, I think anything's possible here. But if I'm asking, if you're asking me for predictions, which you are, I'm going to Brock. Now I'm gonna go Kofi because if he wins, I want to sound really smart. I want to seem, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to be the smartest guy in the room. No, I think it makes a lot of sense too. I think that there was a natural progression they were going with Ali here, where Ali could have possibly picked up a surprise victory here, and Daniel Bryan, you know, take the title back here at Fastlane before Mania to set up whatever they're gonna do or a multi-man type bout. I think you could do the same thing with Kofi Kingston here, and I think. The fans want it. I think it's different. I think it would get people talking. And I don't think he needs to have a long title run. I, 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 I'm going to pick Kofi here. I'm going to. Well, you know what? I'll say this: if if anybody other, if, if it's not a new champion crown, so this is this is likely obviously the last. I don't think they end the night on the women's tag. I don't think they do. If they end on the men's here, uh, and if Brian wins it, I don't know if that's a big enough finish that oh he just retains the title. So I would be curious if Brian does win it. If I think he does. Is there something after the match to, of note that ends the show, uh, i.e. somebody else appears and puts their name in the challenger hat? Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's floating around we're waiting for him. Luke Harper's floating around we're waiting for him. I don't know. But um, uh, if I'm going with Brian, I do have to think about, okay, is this a big enough high to end the night on? So just something to keep in mind. Yeah, Luke Harper has an axe to grind. You broke up, you broke up my Bludgeon Brothers tag team, Daniel Bryan, you jerk. Yeah, well, I mean, again, and Bray Wyatt, I mean, you know, maybe Bray Wyatt's you know, repackaged and fresh, or maybe he wants a, a shot, shot, you know, and obviously he has a connection with Roland. So, I don't know. yeah. All right. Well, we shall see. There it is. Our predictions here for elimination chamber. Uh, thank you all for tuning into the final Winkley of the week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Michael Weissman for coming on on Tuesday. As always, again, go back earlier this week. We had interviews with RVD Davy boy, Smith jr. Of course, today was Billy gun. 
Uh, spread the word. Wrestling Inc. Audio is the place to subscribe and get your uh, daily audio, pro wrestling audio. Um, we also, uh, this Sunday, here in Houston, the Elimination Chamber Meetup, St. Arnold's Brewery with the Two-Face Podcast, Kelsey and Paul. Event starts at 2.30. Go drink some beer. Go talk some wrestling. Enjoy yourself. After the Chamber, we will have our post-Chamber discussion over on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Matt Raj and Glenn breaking it down for you guys. Jump in the chat room. That audio will also be available on iTunes as soon as the live show wraps up. And, of course, like I said, this weekend, Friday to Sunday, our own Joey G, the man who is on the beat, on the streets, in Vegas, covering the AEW rally, is going to be back in Vegas covering the Impact TV tapings and all the VIP events. So if you want to see video, photos, and all of that of LAX and Conan and the Lucha Brothers bowling, trivia with the VIP guests, all the photo opportunities, and all the insights going on with uh, Impact this weekend in Vegas, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. Uh, Justin, where do you want to send people to find you, follow you, and all of those other great things? Follow me on Twitter, and like I said, Friday morning this week, Wrestling Reality, uh, anywhere you can get a uh, podcast, you can download it. I'll talk about some of the topics we touched on here, but I'll go a little more in-depth and take some different angles. Like I said, we'll, we'll break down the ticket market with Ticket King about the AEW situation. I'll talk about what you can do with me on WrestleMania Sunday in uh, in in you know, in New York. So check it out. There. All right, and uh, I am Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Spend this day with someone that you love. Enjoy the weekend. We got all your Elimination Chamber coverage right here on Wrestling Inc. And on that note, hey, remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.